Welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. We're here in the Springfield pub. There's dogs running around everywhere, and I apologise for the background noise. With me tonight, I have Gareth, a.k.a. Statman. Hello. Good evening, Dan. Yeah, sorry, I didn't introduce myself, did I? My name's Dan. (laughs) Again, I'm not Barry. He couldn't be here tonight. But again, he's with us in spirit, which is to say he's at the pub. But not this pub. Anyway, moving on, we have Mick. Hello. Good evening, folks. Good yes. Thanks for asking. I know, but no worries. And we also have Mr. Paul Thorpe, who's a TV Mr. star now. Yeah. Mr. Paul Thorpe. Dad. Yeah, we were uh, picked out in the crowd at half time on Sunday. Yes. Have you got your equity card now then? Uh, no, we didn't have a speaking part, and, you know, sod to Laurie, I had my Ben Watson mask on, so I think Ben Watson's got the card. You played the part of Ben Watson? Yeah. <laughs> All the royalties go to him. Yeah, which is just as well because Paul has got a face for radio, though, hasn't he? <laughs> Helena, hello. Hello, <laughs> Helena, Helena, hello. It's a bit of a tongue twister, that isn't it? Is it? How much have you had to drink? It's only water. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it says. <laughs> <laughs> Pure gin. Strange-looking water. The hint of vodka. Yeah. Right, and that's everybody. So I think we better get down to the matches. What do you think, Paul? Yeah. And I'll go straight to you because you were indeed at the Wigan Athletic Manchester City game. I was. Were you the only one of us? I mean, not obviously the only one. Uh, no, well, I certainly wasn't the only one. There were several thousand there making an absolute racket. Well, I'm uh, guessing everybody here actually saw the game. I, I watched it here in this very boutique. Ah. So. You've been actually here since that day, haven't you? You've been <laughs> sat in this there, very yeah. seat. <laughs> well, I managed to walk down the hill uh, to watch last night's game. But, uh, no, I saw it in here. So, Gareth, I believe we have some stats for the game. We do, Darren. We do indeed. And it'll be a pleasure to read them out, may I say. Um, possession. Manchester City managed 69%. Wigan Athletic, 31%. Goal attempts. Manchester, excuse me, Manchester City managed 12 and Wigan managed 5. What shots on target was 3 each. Manchester City managed 7 corners to Wigan's 4. They were caught offside 6 times, so were we. Both teams committed 10 fouls. Four yellow cards to Manchester City and three to Wigan. Thankfully, no reds. And the most important stat of all, Manchester City won, Wigan Athletic too. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a bit card-happy for me. Too, too card-happy. His first card was pretty early doors, wasn't it? Wasn't it Sammy Nasri for kicking the ball away? Yeah, but he wanted sending off anyway, that fella. Yeah. I tend to think we should have got in and around him to rile him up at that point because well we did <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, Torre should have had a walk at one point as well shouldn't he he launched into a couple of dodgy challenges and that was when he got hauled off that's right as, yeah. as much as I like Torre as a player and I really do because I like the idea of a big guy like that being mobile being able to take the ball and can challenge well defend well and, and attack he cannot play against the little fellas can he for the second time <laughs> We had one of the smallest players on the pitch run absolute wings round him. Yeah. yeah. It was just, it was one of those days after about 15 minutes I thought we're on here. We, we had the two full backs playing really wide. We had the two forwards playing really wide. Stretching City and then all the gaps that they were leaving by stretching the pitch were being filled beautifully by the work rates of the midfielders. 
how James MacArthur has managed to run like that for two games, particularly James MacArthur, Jordi Gomez as well, just have no idea. Fair play to the lads, they must be knackered because they cover some ground. Um, and Chris McCann as well, until unfortunately he went off. Yes, he's going to be out for most of the season, if mm. not all of it now, isn't he? I think he's going to be out for all of it. Yeah. Is he? Has Rosler, that been confirmed? Uh, yeah, Ivy Rosler in an interview said that he was going to be out for the rest of the season. Yeah, you don't come back from multiple breaks with your kneecap very quickly, do you? No. Ben Watson does. He's going to be back for the cup final, as everybody knows. <laughs> because, yes, last year we beat Man City with a Watson goal, <laughs> but this year we have James Perch and Jordi Gomez to thank. After 26 minutes... Marc-Antoine Fortuné got into a wrestling match with Martin Di Michaelis, a.k.a. the man with the ponytail. Is that his name? <laughs> Is that his name? <laughs> uh, Di Michaelis won the wrestling match, but Wigan won the penalty. And Gomez sent the keeper the wrong way, which was enough to give Wigan the lead. I was, I was happy with the penalty when I was there, but when I saw it and I got home and watched the replay, and this is going to sound rather perverse, I was annoyed because... Anthony Taylor gave the penalty that Andre Mariner didn't because he was bundled over Fortuné basically because Dimichaelis was stood on his foot yeah. and, and therefore the fact that your foot's being held in place when somebody's giving you a nudge sends you flying penalty so it's exactly the same as what happened to Matt Manaman in the cup final for the penalty that he didn't get that still winds me up even though they then took the corner and Ben Watson scored it's, mm. one, it's one of those things that I know it shouldn't get to me still but it does and even more so because we actually got a penalty that proves that I was right to be <laughs> riled about it <laughs> well I think this was more blatant of a penalty because this guy is just naturally clumsy and it, because it was one against one and there was nobody else around him I don't think the referee could give anything else other than a penalty really no he, t- he took him down I know I might be talking out a turn here in terms of the agenda but it was uh, more of a penalty than the one last night, let's just say that. <laughs> and we'll get to that mm. when we get to that. I've got a bone to pick with you about that. Mm. Personally, I, I've got to say that, uh, on that penalty, for me it wasn't foul play, it was clumsy play. Which, you know, you've come to expect from the guy with the ponytail. He's like that in most games, right? And we exploited that fact and that weakness in him. But again, it's that... That, that thing what infuriates me about penalties is penalties are given for foul play in the box that wasn't foul play it was just clumsy play and for me yes I'm bloody glad we got it and I'm great it's great we scored from it but it was oh, if I was a City fan I would have been infuriated I, about it, that particular decision I, I would have gone ballistic I would have been infuriated at Sean Michaels aka Dima Kalis. can I mention Mark Antoine Fortune this because I think he did brilliant the way he turned and left him for dead. I mean, he gave him uh, a decision that he had to make, you know. Yeah. And like you say, it was clumsy, yeah. but you know, fortunately, he did brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Mm. Oh, there's no denying that. No denying that. I think, I think, I, it's an interesting point, I think, the mix making there because it, it wasn't foul play, it wasn't clumsy play, but it impeded our player. So it's yeah, it'd be interesting to get the actual laws of the game out and. Well, impeding a, impeding a player in the progress is classed as obstruction, yeah. and that is only um, an indirect free kick. Whereas a penalty should be given for failed play in the, in the box, because you were actually awarded a direct free kick, and because you can't award a direct free kick in the penalty box, you have to give a penalty. Right, mm. and so that's what it comes to, and that's yeah. why I I think 
you listen to, you listen to the pundits on TV now talking about oh there was contact there was con-. it's a physical contact sport yeah. the laws of the game don't follow the laws as they're written down do they yeah. the, the rules of the accepted general populist rules of the game you bring somebody down in the box it's a penalty don't quite follow the laws of the game like I say it's, it wasn't foul play it was clumsy play well the laws are there as guidelines and in the end it's up to the referee to give what he sees fit mm. true and to be fair he gave us a penalty. I was he, gave, <laughs> he, he gave the right. He made the right decision, didn't he? He did. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was completely the correct decision. And Gomez, the penalty king. Yeah. He is a bit now, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Well, that's the odd penalty. Does that hurt uh, It was a bit of class the way that the way that he just sort of waited for the keeper to make the move and then put yeah. it the other way. It was super, <laughs> super. Mm. You know yes. what? Yeah. You get. You, you definitely get the feeling watching it that if the keeper had gone the other way. He'd have just put it the other side. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't a premeditated thing. You definitely get the impression that all options were open. Wherever you go, pal, I'm going the other way. So, yeah. Paul, what was the name of the goalkeeper that Gomez scored against again? Pantilimon. <laughs> no, pan- Pantimon. Pantimon. Yeah, You've pan- got it written down there. Yeah, that, no, no, don't go back to that. <laughs> just leave that alone. <laughs> How tall is he? I'm being more respectful to him. He's very tall, isn't he? I'll tell you why, he wants to be careful. He's not banging his head on crossbar. (laughs) (laughs) He can't get down for penalties, though, can he? (laughs) (laughs) So, amazingly, the Premier League contenders were soon 2-0 behind when James Perch poked home... James McCarthy's James James McCarthy's cross at the back post. But, was it good work from McCarthy? Very good work. Sloppy defending... Or a bit of both, do we think? No, it's good work by MacArthur. I think they showed a wonderful change of pace. Yeah, he, change of pace, control of the ball, the way he did. No, he left him for dead. Yeah, you? absolutely. Football, absolutely. You know, I don't we'll, think many we'll, we'll gloss over the fact that people won't get the giggling because of Dan's take two. But there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I, I mean, MacArthur sort of—he just like makes a change of pace. He just bounced straight through him. And Perch, for me, I, I mean, I, we were a handful of rows up. From the, we we were positioned a handful of rows up behind the goal, exactly to the point that when you're looking up the pitch, the crossbar was getting in your view, in your field of view. So we were we were sort of like bobbing up and down halfway through the game to see different backs of the pitch, and so as Perch put that ball in, he was right in front of us, and it was one of the two pivotal moments of the game. The other one, we'll we'll get to, and that was up the other end, but. How Perch got to that ball first, I have no idea. It, you know, if you say if you say a lot of people would would express it as we wanted it more than them. Yeah. Now, I don't agree with that as a statement. I, I changed that statement into we were more intense than they were because they want to go through just as much as we do. But it's how you it's how you get that desire into your play, and we had the intensity. And there is no way Perch should have got anywhere near that. The defender was the first to that ball every day of the week. But it, it was just that it was that intensity. Perch was just so fired up and they were all so keyed into what they were doing that he got there first. I think that's the key, Paul. They were all... Yeah. I, I've written that down in my notes. It was a fantastic team performance where each and every player gave more than the best, didn't they? Yeah. You know, names that have been mentioned already. Others like McEachern and Craney who haven't been mentioned so far all played the part for me yeah you know? absolutely um, but that, I mean that was one of the two two pivotal moments for me I, and 
the closest, uh, you know, the other moment being Boyce getting the block in on Jacko. Well, and, and you know, you, you look at that and you just it, it, that almost is like Gordon Banks getting to that save of Pele's. You're yes. watching it on, you watch it on the replay. You think he can't do it. He can't. Oh, he's done it. How's he managed that? And it's you watch it and you just cannot believe that he's done it. And I'm just slightly disturbed or, or slightly upset that it won't get the recognition it deserves because it was only a FA Cup quarter final. You know, it, it, as somebody said somewhere, if that was in a World Cup finals, in a World Cup game, it'd be played for years. Oh, I think the I think the media have uh, acknowledged it, and and, and some of the um, pundits have acknowledged it as being possibly the pivotal moment of that game yeah. because if City had have actually got that if that would have gone in it would have been a totally different ball game yeah. because yeah. by yeah. that totally point by that point we'd used all our substitutions Fortuna was playing up front on his own yeah. wasn't he and it was looking a little bit legged by that point he had a fantastic game overall I think especially playing through the tiredness factor and that's it we were spent well, you, you, yeah your, your mental energy what if if you put everything in to get yourself into a position where you're winning the game and suddenly you're not it's the mental blows that you go from being tired but committed to tired and spent the fact that you've got something still to be fighting for and that's a pivotal moment it just keeps everything still on the table and people find reserves of energy because it's worth it you know, it's like if you're 4-0 down you can't find the reserves of energy because you know at the back of your mind it's just not worth the effort just to put things in perspective last night Manchester City lost 2-1 against Barcelona arguably the best team in the world in the Champions League Sorry. it's only a few days ago is that Barcelona Athletic? <laughs> no, it's, only a, it's only a few days ago a certain other team beat them 2-1 yeah. well, I'm a, I'm a, yeah. I make Pablo went for a walk again didn't he last night? <laughs> Did, yes. Well, it's interesting though that the only other three teams to beat Manchester City at home have been Barcelona, Chelsea, and and um, uh, Munich. Munich. Bayern Munich. Mm. I think we're in the same bracket as those sort of teams. Well, on those on that result, yeah, yeah some and, and performance definitely. Up until up until what's his name, their manager Wurzel Gummidge, um, went to his bench. <laughs> Um, Mr. Hoodie Man. Yeah, when he went to his bench and pulled 75 million quid worth of talent to I try and break us it. down. <laughs> and, and, yeah, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? That changed the game because they changed. And you're just watching, particularly Silver, just playing with it and stroking it and but, and, and then passing it. <laughs> I can see you. He's but, going with the innuendos there. But the Wigan, the, the, the Wigan um, reaction to that was absolutely superb for me. I think it's the one game where you saw um, the players having total faith in the manager's tactics and the, the manager believing in his players so that he could change things around the way he did. We had an enforced substitution at half-time, but yet afterwards he openly confessed that it was a tactical game and it really came off for Wigan. We absolutely bamboozled them. Again? In the same way as we did. Exactly. At Wembley last year is we took the game to them yeah. we weren't going to sit back now we had to sit back and absorb all, all what they had to throw at us in the second half and it's credit to the team that they cope with it in the way they did 
I agree with what you're saying and I'm sorry to interrupt you but if you think about what happened they put us under an awful lot of pressure but there were a couple of occasions with breakaways where fortunately oh. if he made a decision one way the one where he could have yes. played McLean in yeah. later on very late on he also produced a fine save from the City keeper yes. so you know with two good chances there yeah, and of course the goal that they did score should have been ruled offside ah, yeah. yes. Lescott well been in an offside position and interfering with play. Yeah. But then again, though, does that, uh, you know, us talking about this now, does that not mean that we're crowing about it a little bit? Well, well, it well yes, really. we are. Why shouldn't we crow yes, we about are. it? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because we won 2 1 in the end. We're back to Wembley. Yes. We're back on the Dreamland Express. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said last year they'd gone to Wembley and they'd pulled out all the stops, they'd done the Swanky Hotel, the whole London experience, because it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and how many times have we been now? <laughs> and how many times have we going to be there again? Yeah, I think there'll be an awful lot of people doing it as a day trip this time. Yeah. How many times? Oh, yeah, Wembley. Yeah. Well, with, well I, it's not only that, it's the London Marathon as well that weekend, so the hotels yeah. will be hard yeah. to come by. Well, how many times in total could we be at Wembley this season then? Three? No, we've four. already been there four, once, sorry, haven't four. we? That quadruple, the, the yeah. power quadruple is, is still right on the cards. Well, is it four? Seven. Somebody I was talking mm. to last night said five. We but have a small didn't... matter no. of Arsenal in our way, like, so it could yeah. only be one. But three. But, well, no, it could be two but, because we'll be there in the playoffs. Well, it could be five because then we've got um, the the thing at the beginning of the next season, haven't we? Yeah, but well, that's next season. If you're going to count it at the beginning of this season, if you're going to count it at the beginning of this season, the next one will come to next yeah. season. <laughs> right. Well, one more point about the game. I hate to move on because as much as I, as much as I'm enjoying talking about this, Dave Whelan said this. One thing we didn't want was a draw. We've already played over 40 games this season, but you can't get enough of going to Wembley. And whenever you step on the pitch, it's very special. So there you go. And did you know? What, has he played at Wembley? Yes. When? Yeah. <laughs> just, just the ones. We've played over 50 games this year, haven't we? Yeah. Like that, yeah. We've played an awful lot. We've played over 50 games. I, I, mean, I think we've played just about two every week, haven't we? Because I remember back in December, we were saying... Oh, we'll get these ten games in December out of the way, and then we can relax a bit because we'll go back to having one a week, and we've just had two a week. Yeah, well, we've now got two each week. Yeah, from now and on I don't in, think I don't think we've got a space, have we, from now yeah. to the but end of the season? To be fair, another game to fit in. You could, to. With what's left, you can only add one more, and if you want to add one more, nobody's going to complain because the only game you can add will be the FA Cup final. Yeah. So you could argue that you're going to add the playoffs, but I think we're already, yeah. you know, they're already on the agenda. So when is the cup final this year? Is it scheduled to take place the week after the playoff finals? It is. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, the play- oh, is it? Yeah. I, it, it must be because it's, it's, it's the last. There's, if you look at the calendar, there's a gap of, a, of about a week and a half between, or a couple of weeks between the what's the last scheduled league fixture and the FA Cup final. The last scheduled league, uh, league fixture is the on the 2nd or 3rd of, of May. 3rd of May, yeah. away And then the FA Cup final. It's about 15th, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you've got two weeks. You've got a couple of weeks, so that must be when the playoffs are. And then you get the FA Cup final as the uh, season closer, as it should always be. Should be, yeah. None yeah, of this nonsense. Yeah, absolutely. But None then I was nonsense. reading a couple of days ago, 
Um, I think it's people who are kind of obsessed with the Premier League, saying that the Premier they should have the Cup final out of the way, and then oh. have the Premier, the end of the Premier, Wait, and uh, the, uh, you know, after it, because that was the most important part of the season. I'm like, no, it's what, <laughs> it's, what allowed, it's what allowed us to to fill that spot in history, being the first team to win it and go down, because when that is your last game, if you've just been relegated prior to playing the FA Cup final you're demoralised by going into the cup final yeah. whereas we weren't we were still still buoyed up well this year we're going to create history again by being the first team oh, to win the FA Cup and go back and up, go back yeah. up. Yeah. yes yeah, we'll show we'll so show. how many teams have actually reclaimed the title have defended the title successfully seven seven right so the teams that have retained the FA Cup are the Wanderers oh who, I remember that the Wanderers 1871 72 and 1872-73 season Blackburn Rovers in 1889 and 1891 season Newcastle United 1950-51 and 1951-52 Tottenham Hotspur 1960-61 and 1961-62 Them again Tottenham Hotspur again 1980-81 Arsenal 2001-2002 and 2002-2003 and finally Chelsea 2008-9 and 2009-10 and 10. Right, and we can add Wigan Athletic on to the end of that Go on Mick Well, 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 yeah, well, we well, well not yeah, yet, let's not count our chances I we can do So has any team actually done three? Yeah Blackburn Rovers Blackburn and Blackburn. Tottenham Possibly. I, I can't remember I know it's Blackburn have done it three in a row one of the early, I think the Wanderers might have done three. Yeah. I think it's time to move on to last night's game, which was, well, I was going to say it was interesting, but eh, <laughs> I'm going to reserve judgment on that until we <laughs> talk about it a bit more. But we did beat Sheffield Wednesday by one goal to nil. And Gareth, I believe you have some statistics for that game. I do, yes. Possession. Wigan Athletic managed 60% and Sheffield Wednesday 40 Goal attempts, Wigan managed 14, Sheffield 7. On target, Wigan managed 4 and Sheffield just the 1. We had 11 corners to their 4, we were caught offside once, they were 3 times. We committed 14 fouls, Sheffield 15. Latic got 2 yellow cards and Sheffield Wednesday just 1. Thankfully no reds. The most important stat, we got the goal at the end and 3 points. Yes. Well, it's interesting that there were fewer cards dished out in this game than the City game because, on the whole, I think we'd all agree here that the referee that we had last night was nowhere near as good. Yes? Well, nowhere near as good. I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't judge that just on the number of cards. No. No. Ah, but you might be able to judge that on the number of red cards, but we're going to get onto that in a minute. Do continue. No red cards in either game. Ah, but maybe there should have been. In fact, we can talk about that now if you wish. Yes. <laughs> what are we talking about? The Alabsi incident, where he kind of went for the ball and that lad took a took a dive. Ooh. Did a top did a top dive. Why do you think he got injured? Why do you think the lad was injured? He, he injured. He, he got injured him, himself. You know, if you watch that again, watch if you can watch that. The lad launches himself over. He he gets touched in mid air. By Absey. Absey was trying to catch him and melt him down. <laughs> 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 That's one way of putting it. Um, Sorry, Nick. 
can I put another viewpoint? Bear in mind, I was sat, in, I sit in yeah. the south stand, behind that post where the incident took place. And at normal speed, I saw it, I went, penalty. Yeah. Straight away, honestly. Yeah. Mm. Straight away, penalty. And I thought, he's going to get a red card. Yeah. I mm. genuinely thought that in real time. I've what? seen it since, and I've heard Ali's quote. Have you heard Ali's quote? No, I've not. It's no. a cracker. No. Ali Alabzi said, it was on Radio Manchester this morning, and he said... Uh, something like the referee said to me he would give me a yellow card he said and I was so relieved I was so happy he said that made me save the penalty as well <laughs> fantastic you can, tell, you can well, tell that he was he was relieved and surprised yeah, that he yeah, had got a yellow right. and not a red but when it happened I was thinking oh is it going to get red is it going to get a yellow so for me there was a bit of ambiguity so well, I was waiting for the I was waiting for the ref to, you know, to see what Colour he was going to pull out, and when he pulled out a yellow, I was like, Oh, thank yeah. Well, I thought the referee was actually going to boot the lad for the dive. <laughs> no, you didn't. Well, no, I did at the time. I did at the time. Because from my, my angle, yeah. my angle, I, I, I can see to what you're saying, though, Gareth, because you, you was right behind. Yeah. I was I was signed on, and it was difficult to see where the actual point of contact was. Right. Mm. And the only contact I saw, in because all I've got now is real, uh, real life motion time, is his hand caught him on, the, on his leg where I sit he's pretty much side on yeah. and I, I, I straight away I was like well that's a penalty I, and immediately then like, like Lady says you're looking at red yellow yeah. yellow mm. you know it's just interpretation if you again we're going back to this penalty thing again aren't we if it's foul play and it's in the box then it's a penalty however it's the interpretation of that rule of are you actually stopping a, a goal-scoring opportunity, last line of defence, etc.? But the keeper is always the last line of defence, isn't it? Well, well there's two it just so happens that. that I have done a bit of research on this, and we have the official FIFA law on this matter, and it states that a player can be sent off if he denies an obvious goal-scoring opportunity to an opponent moving towards the player's goal by an offence punishable by a free kick or a penalty kick. So the bits that I've highlighted there, a player can be sent off, so that's up to the referee whether he does or not. If he denies an obvious goal-scoring opportunity, yeah. probably was an obvious goal-scoring opportunity, but the most important bit is the opponent moving towards the player's goal. He was moving away to the left. He was. To the left. Well, there's two things there. He's still going in the general direction of the goal, because... The direction he was travelling was taking him closer than it was. Mm. Not not direct towards it, but still taking him closer. Mm. Um, the the two the thing for me was that I thought he'd lost the ball. I thought he'd knocked the ball on too far. But again, you know, you've got no qualms about the penalty decision. It's the obvious goal scoring opportunity that's, right. that sparks the debate. Okay. So we're going to leave that open to everybody's individual interpretation. I'm going to personally say. I think he should have sent Alabzi off and we got away with one there. Mm. Yeah. But I can see why he didn't, because as Paul said, the yeah, ball was right. moving away from the player mm. and I thought at the time that's the one thing that's going to save Alabzi here. And also the fact that this referee is absolute rubbish. Well, it, it, <laughs> but, but he was up to that point, he was kind of rubbish in favour of Sheffield Wednesday because there were so many decisions where I was thinking, well, why have they got a free kick there? What happened? Yeah. And nothing yeah. really has happened. Yes. That's right. But, but that's right. the, thing, the thing is, when you're giving 
easy free kicks and uh, and on other occasions not giving them it, it's it, you lose what everybody strives for and everybody asks for which is consistency mm-hmm. instead of giving cards it should have been giving Oscars really <laughs> <laughs> well Mm. Right, so speaking about penalties, Wigan Athletic managed to get one themselves, didn't they? In the final 15 minutes of the game, once all the substitutions had been made, I kind of think we came into our own a bit, we started to click. When the substitutions were being made, I thought there was a, a touch of reminiscence of the Sunday game, yeah. where the team that is supposed to be winning isn't winning, mm. and they turn to the bench and bring on some injections of, of quality and, and you look at who we brought on and they were all injections of quality and you think right come on let's you know these lads can really sort of turn the screws and, and, and put you under the cosh and like I say it led to a penalty well it was what five minutes into the second half and he, he, again the gaffer he's brought two two subs on mm. you know again it, it, it goes to show that the, the, the fellas Bloody tactically astute, very much so. Well, straight away, Powell played um, McLean through, didn't he? And it, it 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 opened him up, but it didn't lead to a goal. But it opened him up. And you thought, yeah, that little touch of quality, that'll do nicely. And McManaman was causing all oh. sorts of havoc doing that right outside. Yeah, Powell. Yeah, I mean, we've all been wondering us fans for the last few weeks when would he be back? And it's yeah. great to see him. But it, it, it is great to see him because he's a he's a grafter. And, and I think losing Chris McCann again two of the, two of the points that I, I, I wrote down for yesterday were the work rate of James MacArthur again Perch getting up and down the side Gomez was putting an absolute shift in because Chris McCann's not there so he, he seems to have picked up some extra of that workload and he was playing at centre half so he wasn't doing quite as much running but Boyce I mean the, the four of them must have mentally Ex- expended an awful lot of energy on Sunday, you know, and just purely in the concentration of getting through that tie. Three days later, they're at it again. It's a look so solid, though. And, and you know, they put they all put a shift in. Mm. I, I mean, particularly MacArthur until he went off, and, and Gomez all game was putting a shift in. And, and I know a lot of people don't like him, but I know Gareth does. And but yesterday he was grafting as well as guiling. Speaking of Gomez, he got his second penalty in two yeah. games, didn't he? Yeah. Which one was better, the one against City or this one? The I one would last, say uh, the one last night was was I, I think it was a, a, a more clinical finish. If you can hit the top corners, no keeper will save him. Doesn't matter if you hit top corners with a penalty, no keepers get into it. Yeah. At the time, I thought that it absolutely powered it into the top corner, but watching on the replay, it more placed it really, and as you say. If you get it in that inch, that little postage stamp area right in the top corner, no yeah. goalkeeper, no matter how tall, even yeah. if it's as tall as Pantymon, can save it. Yeah. You, can't, you just can't get to it. It's, it's, it's out of the reach. <laughs> but um, I, I've seen one replay of the uh, of the penalty that we won, and I, I thought Perch went down quite easily just off one replay. I, I didn't see it live because it was the other side of a crowded box. I've seen the one replay, and I thought... Oh, that end again, I saw it live. Did he go down a bit easy? I thought he went down easy. I thought we'd go away with one there. Yeah. Really, yeah. but I was rubbing my hands. But, but, <laughs> I, you know, you, this, this, you look at the, uh, the incidents at both ends, and we've got the best of both decisions quite easy, quite clearly. You know, yeah. when the home fans are admitting they've got away with one, then you know you've got away with one. Yeah. But the other side of that is we've beaten them bloody three times yeah. and only got six points, so you can't argue. <laughs> 
it, it, it was quite clever actually again of Perch to do that last night from the point of view of me taking the ball in that area because I don't know if you recall but there were several little free kick incidents in that corner just prior to the penalty yes. Manniman had been uh, upended a few times Gomez had been um, legged up and then it was like well no let's keep it going down this side let's keep it going down this side but let's get it in the box now and again I think it was ju- it just showed that they were even so late into the game and being so physically and mentally tired they were thinking they were thinking of oh this is how we can get one over on these guys you see I, I'm I, I'm wary of defending my own players here but he was caught no question it, it's almost like Gomez has been training him you know you get caught <laughs> and instead of fighting to stay on your feet you you, you know you've been caught you, you've been seen being being clipped down you go and, and it's almost like the decision making is so quick that you're going down fast enough for it to be given whereas it's one of them where if if your instinct is to try and stay on your feet and then you can oh hang on no I'm going down you end up looking like Ashley Young or um, Suarez Suarez yeah you just end up looking like a cheat and you've got to be fast he, he was touched no question and he was probably fouled to the you know, it was foul play because he was impeded, mm. and and down he went. Was it foul play? It was foul play. <laughs> Not this again. Well, was, fair enough. No, fair enough. That's <laughs> he was that's what I like to hear. Yeah. It was it was yeah, pure blatant foul play. It was because it was and because it was a gang tackle. The referee didn't know who to give the card to, so that's why he didn't bother. Yeah, <laughs> the gang tackle. I love that expression. <laughs> well, it was no one team. It was a gang. There was about five of them on him, wasn't there? No, but two. Then you had that last bit of quality, which was um, Gomez and. Fortuna playing out time in the bottom corner. That was, that was brilliant. That was, that was good fun. Tap, 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 missed corner. I think tap, it's the first corner. time ever I have seen Wigan really Athletic get in a corner and having no plays in the box. There wasn't a single Wigan Athletic player in the box. On two occasions that, that happened. There was a point Weird. where we actually had a corner, not just being in the corner, we actually had a corner. There was, I think we kept six back, something like that, and one or two in the boxes. <laughs> I then took it short and just tapped it to feet and, and played about with it. Getting off just the game and going back to the, the the big picture of the league position, last season in the Premier League, you very much look at your fixtures and you think, right, this is a game against somebody that's a rival, we need to try and pick points up, and you've got those games that you go into and you think, right, that's one where we really need to be on the game. And then you get the games where you're playing... Man United before they were rubbish at Old Trafford and you think that's a free hit we, we, we're expecting no points from that this season you look at the games and think right that's a, that's Ipswich the team around, around and about us that we need to win to really push on you know Forest uh, a couple of weeks ago good hard games and then you look at teams like Wednesday Yeovil it's hard games and it's banana skins and you've got to dodge the banana skins and win the hard games and then you're up there and last night we dodged a banana skin. I, I agree with you, definitely. And uh, it's that it's that mentality. And I think I think what we've got though is we've now got a manager who's not going to let that happen. Yeah, I, I mean it's much easier if you can go into a banana skin game, realise you're better than they are, be two 0 up in twenty minutes, and then cruise yeah. to a finish. But if you can't, you take a penalty in the eighty seventh or whatever it was, <laughs> yes, and still pick the points up. Well, I think we were helped immensely too by the absolutely appalling penalty that they took by was by best. <laughs> I mean, that was just absolutely <laughs> awful. You just well, knew might... as he was moving slowly <laughs> towards the ball. I just thought, 
oh, Alice is going to catch this, no problem. Well, you, and he just kind of went, tap. You, you had the thing again, didn't you, with um, Barnet trashing up the penalty spot and, and yeah. getting into him. Well, they tried doing that. They with tried us doing as well, it back, but yeah. It didn't work. But that was, I thought that was a bit naughty actually, that from uh, Barnet. It is a bit naughty, but know, when your man's doing did? it, it's funny. <laughs> no, it's a I bit think naughty. I think you're selling Al Habsi a little short, but I don't think it was that bad of a penalty. I think he did really, he guessed the right way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, no, I well, think he's, it was he's really a, awful. He's a known penalty saving goalkeeper, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, he's got eight. Apparently, he's yeah. saved eight. Though. Eight, that's yeah. it. How, how, many, how many have got past him? Sorry? How many have got past him? I don't know. It could be fewer. It could be fewer. That would be an interesting stat. But he is a penalty saving goalkeeper. Well, speaking of statistics, do you have Rosler's overall record as Wigan Athletic Manager there? I do. And is this just for the league? Um, No, I think that's the overall record. Okay. Um, 114 drawn for, lost two. And that may or may not include last night. I can't remember when I I, I cropped that from somewhere and put it into my notes. But. I, I mean, you look at that and league games, 2.2 points per game. Stretch that out, and we're doing. You know, we we we're, we're starting to look like we're cruising into a playoff position. And it was sunny on Sunday, and as everybody knows, when the sun comes out, and especially when the clocks go forward, it's Wigan time. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, we started a bit early this year. Off we go. Votes, though. Yeah. Five in the championship uh, and two FA Cup games. Seven wins. And and you look at those. I mean, we've just been saying maybe we got away with one last night, but most of them you, you don't say that. Most of them have been good hard fought wins and well deserved wins. But we're heading towards the playoffs, and I think, right, I say it's Wigan time. And once Burnley drop a point or two like they did last night. They start to see us coming because at the moment we just we appear that bit further back. Mm. You know, if they look in their rearview mirror, we're just a bit too distant, a bit distant for causing discomfort. Yeah, once we start to get a bit closer, it's pressure time. I've Burnley got it. We know we have because we've done it every year for the last however many. Mm. You know, when it gets to the business end of the season, it's Wigan time. Turn it on. Off we go. <laughs> Well, yeah, 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 oh, up the football league we go. When we're in promotion, this yeah. is what we're saying. Yeah. And so on. So, just looking at the penalty statistics for Ali, a couple of years, I can't find any recent ones, but a couple of years ago, he was saving 50% of penalties. I'd suggest he's probably on round about the same ratio. Yeah, yeah. and as a keeper, that's, that's not bad going, because the, the idea is that the forwards... They're given a penalty kick because they're supposed to score it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. You look at the look at the conversion rates in shootouts. You if you're in a shootout, you want four out of five going in. Well, currently we sit just outside the playoff places, <laughs> but on Saturday we could head into them because we play Ipswich at Portman Road. We're in the Tractor Boys town. They're currently ninth in the league with 51 points. But Gareth, do we have any more stats on? Ipswich Town. As you said, they're currently ninth in the league uh, with 51 points. The last six games, I'll look at the last six games. They drew two each at Barnsley. 
Ipswich 0, Blackpool 0, which is not a very good result. Ipswich 1, Birmingham 0, Middlesbrough 2, Ipswich 0. Tuesday night, they beat Yorville 1-0. So basically, in the nutshell, they've drawn two, lost two, and won two of the last six. Mm. You look at the two that they've won, though. Birmingham have been... I mean, Birmingham did us a favour last night, nicking points off Burnley. And but Yeovil. Burnley haven't been great. Yeovil haven't been great. Yeovil have kind of mm. come to in the last couple of weeks, though, aren't they? They've had some good performances and then just lost out because they keep getting everybody sent off. Because I mean, did they get sent off in the last Three. weekend? Was it well, three? Yeah, they yeah, had yeah. nine men. But I think they did very well, didn't they, to hold on with nine yeah, men and yeah. to keep them to a draw. Yeah. <laughs> but they took the lead in that game, didn't they? And wasn't it an own goal what um, gave Redden the point? Well, the last time that we played Ipswich was in September 2013 when we beat them 2-0 at the DW Stadium. Now, strangely for Coyle, Ipswich were quite unlucky to go down that day. And it's usually the other way around with Coyle, isn't it? But we'll take the wins wherever we can get them. Right, with James blasting out in the background, I think we should go on to the predictions for the Ipswich game. So, going to go left to right, Gareth. How right. do you think the game is going to pan out? Well, I'm not too bothered about Ipswich. I'd rather concentrate on Wigan Athletic. And as we've been doing rather well of late, winning seven games on the trot, I'm hoping that we'll make it eight with a 3 0 victory. Yes. Helena? <laughs> um, I'm going to go for 1 0. When I looked at the, at the games with 19 games to go and said we need 75 points, I marked this down as, a, as an away draw. So I'll a draw. I marked it down as a draw. Okay. So I'll go with a draw. And I, I think it's going to be tough and I think it's going to be close, but I do think we're going to win with a two goal cushion. So either 2 0, 3 1. Well, you're the only one that was right last week, weren't you? Well, again, it's like trying not to actually get the the, the, the the actual scores. Just always go for a Wigan victory. Just go for a couple of goals in it. Well, it's going to be difficult. Well, I have a bit more faith this week. Last week I predicted a loss, but this week I think we're definitely going to win. And I'm going to go with a huge 2 0 victory. Good on you. That's a huge 2 0 victory. Good on you. That'll do. 2 0 nice and early and just close it out. Right, well, speaking of closing out, do we have anything to say in closing for this edition of the Progress with Unity podcast? Other than stop that noise. No. <laughs> no, so. Well, uh, thank you very much for listening, and I guess we'll see you, or you can hear us next week. Good night from Mills. It's good night from me, and it's good night, night from Good night from us, yeah. Good night. Good night. Good night. Just as the song ends. <laughs>
your mommy's waiting for you. 